welcome to Well, I Think You're Wrong with Virginia and Sean, a movie podcast about changing hearts and minds, where we revisit strong opinions about our most hated and most celebrated films of our past. Each week, one of us will host and defend a movie that the other disdains. Then we'll watch the movie and see after all these years with a fresh mindset, can a most hated movie become a loved one? Um, so yeah, and I'm here with uh, my co-host Sean. Hello, is here. How are Hello, you? I'm doing okay. Do you feel nervous okay. hosting this time? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I'm coming I do. after this movie. Well, what you, would you choose today? Uh, today we're gonna revisit The Brood by uh, director David Cronenberg. Directed by David it, Cronenberg. I'm excited. It's a stinker, I'm pumped. Folks. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm. I'm very, very curious to hear what you have to say about uh, this movie, Sean, because it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I would say that's ridiculous. It- <laughs> this is. Oh yeah, I think. I mean, not my top ten, but top twenty. I would say, um, and especially as every time I, I I revisit it, I'm just like, oh god, it's so it's so good. Um, and I'll, you fascinate I'll, me. I'll tell I'll tell you some of the <laughs> I don't understand you. <laughs> Top twenty. Top twenty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is like when you gave twenty eight days later a negative nine and then rated it a three point five. I don't know what's going on with you sometimes. It's all very, very arbitrary and at the same time not arbitrary at all. Um so <laughs> it's complete chaos over here. Um so yeah, I have I have some thoughts that I, I definitely what that I'd like to defend, but perhaps maybe you can start with yeah. Maybe I mean, let's first... talk Cronenberg. Yeah, because I, I Cronenberg's a guy who I feel like I'm rarely in the middle on his movies. I I tend to either like love his movies or I feel like he just completely misses the mark sometimes. And so like, uh, so, so you're Rabbids, not a Flat, I've seen a like, bunch of, like, Rabbit's not very good, Dead Zone is good, um, Existence is weird, wonderf- not very good, w- Scanners is pretty rad, <laughs> Dead Ringer's pretty rad. His stuff with Viggo Mortensen, History of Violence, and Eastern Promises, both those movies rock. Oh, yeah. And those are, like, his least cronenberg movies, though, where they're kind yeah. of, it's, like, not body horror weird shit going on, it's more straightforward. Yeah. Um, and then I... The most one, the one I saw most recently uh, was Crash. That was pretty good. Mm. Uh, Crimes of the Future was okay, and Videodrome and The Fly are both really good too. I did not realize I've seen like so that sounds close like close to a close to like a dozen Cronenbergs over the years. Wait, what are what are the ones you disliked? Because that was seemed like pretty across the board. You liked like most of his. Uh, Rab Rabid wasn't very good. Okay. The Brood, not very good. Existence, not very good. Okay. Hmm. His others are pretty solid, though. Yeah. Um, like, Since I haven't seen Videodrome in a long time. I remember liking it a lot when I watched it. Um, yeah, see, that's... I haven't seen Videodrome or his newest one or Crash. Those are the three that I really I need to see. But I'm pretty much across the board love love all of his his work um and i'm glad to hear that you're not totally against cronenberg altogether like i like i am with danny boyle who can do no right um so that's good to good to hear so you're, I, you're mostly even a fan if I, like 
Would you Even say you're I a fan? Hated Cronenberg's movies. Yeah. I would still respect the hell out of him as being a director who takes big swings. Yeah. And so I, even if I don't vibe with a director um, or just any artist in general, if an artist is taking a huge swing, I at least respect that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. But when did you first see The Brood? You know, I don't remember. I don't have a vivid memory of when I very first saw it, but I have seen it many times. Um, I mean, I think I was probably in, you know, in my 20s, um, but then absolutely loved it and had a little film film group in um, undergrad and would and um, or in grad school and showed it uh, during uh, one of our film nights to people um yeah i mean i love it i want to share it you know have as many people see it as possible uh to give a little background like of part of why i love it so much is one of my favorite things about horror um is sort of like the horror of gender um and horror movies just illustrate that really well so for instance in the brood i mean this is all about supposedly if you look it up on wikipedia it's sort of about his cronenberg's divorce um and this, um, the, the, um, his, I guess, get fighting for custody over his child. And so he made this movie and it's sort of really fascinating watching this guy, uh, make, you know, this crazy <laughs> movie about, you know, that's, that's a meta, supposed to be a metaphor for his divorce and, uh, this, and this child custody case. It was really fascinating to me. Um, I think it's definitely, uh can be very come across as very sex <laughs> sexist and I, but i but it's like just so personal um uh to him and i think that's pretty interesting and just horror movies in general i think illustrate this dread of of the differences in genders um and this sort of is like one of the you know sort of epitomes of uh, what's is that the word uh um of like the fear of of men and women against one another, against one another and her and also the fear of pregnancy and the the horror of of you know the female body and it's just really illustrated so wonderfully and gruesomely and ridiculously in this film that i just it's hard to describe uh but, but yeah i think that's sort of where i'm coming from um i love that stuff <laughs> Here's where I'm coming from. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. the guy from Gladiator doing a weird <laughs> performance, and there's little kids running around in like white pajama s- s- outfit suits, spooky stabbing kids. their teacher. And yes, it, it, it's spooky. not children. <laughs> children are not scary. Anytime a movie mm. asks me to be afraid of a child, I'm like, no, I will kick that kid halfway across <laughs> the room without any effort if I but need these, to. Like, this is, this even, is silly. Even strong, strong um, child monster creatures that, that have cleft chins. Uh. <laughs> oh, I, that doesn't sound scary that, to me. That hide in cabinets? I mean, come on, that's so scary. Hide in <laughs> That's not like a comedy sketch. Well, what do you think about horror movies that that kill children? 
that have love like it. yes i yeah. love when a movie has the balls to kill a kid <laughs> same love it same it's it's <laughs> it's sort of like it's a it's a rare treat sort of like a, a penis showing a male, <laughs> a male penis um this Hell is like, yeah. <laughs> dude tear those kids apart like the opening to the new it movie Oh God! Yeah, hell yeah! Yeah, they go, Fuck they go, yeah. they go all the way. Just, just like tear this little little kid's arm off. <laughs> yeah, this sweet it's little very, boy. It's very so effective. Or um, <laughs> yeah. Doctor Sleep. There's there's a good one in that Ooh, movie. Oh yeah, that one was very very disturbing. Ooh, yeah, ch- chilling. I love it. It's good. It's I good love stuff. It. Also, you said that Cronenberg was in a custody battle. Yeah, my assumption is he was trying to lose custody of his child because that's what I would be doing. Uh, if I was getting a divorce, I would say you you take you the keep kids. The kids. you can keep them. I'm well, gonna you, go on with my life now. <laughs> you probably wouldn't have a kid in the first place, though, right? So then you wouldn't have to. <laughs> that is that is my goal. I have not gone all the way to do a preemptive vasectomy yet, but yes, my goal is yeah. to remain child free. Yeah, same, same. Um, this this podcast is all for also for all you child free folks out there uh you can cut that um so <laughs> so yeah i have I have a, a few um things written down here that oh the, just just some of the things that i really love um i just think there's of as far as like horror movie moments go in this one there are just really some of the best ones on film so like the killing of um the teacher in the classroom is so amazing because it's like all these little kids like witnessing this horrifying murder of of just i guess they're bashing her the the the, like nice kindergarten teacher over the head with a mallet i mean that's just like amazing horror movie like just or any movie filming that i mean you can't you can't go wrong i think that's just a wonderful wonderful scene um and the color palette's really cool. I don't know. There's just lots of lots of things that 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 I love. But I want to hear more about, like, tell me more about this the <laughs> the gladiator and and. I don't. I just remember <laughs> the man from Gladiator. What what the fuck is his name? Oh, it's tr- uh, it's Oliver um, Reed. Oliver Reed. Right. Oh, yeah, he's great. I just he's remember great, yeah. Feeling uncomfortable with his performance and just mm. weird, and his face, his face unsettled me watching this because we all watched this for with uh, with Gorley and Rust back in the day. Uh, we did a watch along for it, I think. Oh yeah, and um, I just rem- I, all I I just remember was, Oliver Reed creeping was me that out, your but first? Not, not, not in a good way. What was was that your first time? Seeing it, yeah. when was your oh, okay? So it was very recent for you. Yeah, this is a recent one, and I also watched it during that big watch along during quarantine. And I've I've learned that uh... any movies that I watched during quarantine, I have to really take my thoughts about them with a heavy grain of salt because there have been ones where I'm like, I loved that movie during quarantine, and then rewatch them like it's not good, <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder. I wonder why. Just in a different state of mindset. Oh yeah. Well, compared to now, compared to three years ago, I mean, June twenty twenty, I was not doing well. 
Mm, tell you that much mm, so yeah i don't i much, don't remember much better off now much happier now <laughs> i don't remember what what did happen june 2020 i don't i don't remember was there some sort of shutdown or something it's been so long ago now <laughs> i did have to look at my calendar real quick to be like jesus was this it already been three years it's un- unbelievable it's 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 so freaky time doesn't exist uh i don't understand what's go what's what's been going on what's happening i will say not to go off into a quarantine tangent, but I'm one of the people that feels very, very guilty for having a great time during quarantine because I, uh, I'm much, I'm kind of a shut in. So, and I was able to well, do my, I'm, do I'm, my I'm... art and, and, and watch <laughs> my movies and play my video games. And, uh, it was kind I'm of, kind uh, of nostalgic for quarantine. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> <I do. laughs> yes. Do you also have guilt, guilt around that? No, none. Uh, oh, good, good. You're well, more well adjusted, and yeah. Why do you feel guilty <laughs> for enjoying quarantine? Because so many people seem to have really suffered suffered through it. I think. Um, oh, that's uh, people, how they get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want why, anyone to suffer. Why punish yourself for being happy? That that. True. It's that's not a whole therapy anyone. lesson. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about it with my with my therapist next week. Or we'll just break it down over the course of this show. <laughs> really really I mean, dive deep into the emotions, no, figure it out. There's no better place actually to discuss uh this kind of stuff with, with the brood and, and uh I mean she's Samantha Egger is in is in therapy. Um so we can be who? in therapy with her. Samantha Egger who plays the wife uh who's giving birth to the evil uh creatures. You can't you can't just throw names at me like that. Oh, yes, yeah, Samantha Egger, don't you know? <laughs> the great actress. <laughs> well, now I wonder if that's Robert Egger's mom. Oh, poss- possibly? I don't know. I should haven't we, met a lot of Eggers in my life. Who's Robert Egger? Is he a direct, uh, actor? He, he made The Northman and The Witch. Oh, right. Oh, you know what? The Northman can be one we do. I did not like the Northman. I like. I was just annoyed that it was a Hamlet story. That's really boring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just tell any other story that that sucked. So I liked yeah. the production of it, and it was shot beautifully. But overall, I was a bit underwhelmed by it. Yeah, it was just sort of, sort of a very typical. I mean, yeah, Western. Why, why are we still telling Shakespearean stories? Come <laughs> they're ti- they're timeless, Sean. They're timeless. Are they? So it looks it looks like Robert Egger is not. Her children are Nicholas Stern and Jenna Stern. I don't know who they are. Okay, we got to the bottom of it. Yes. So, um, yeah, they're timeless, and uh, I don't know something about um. Something, something about uh, literature, you know. <laughs> uh, there's, there. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about your hatred of of Hamlet, <laughs> Hamlet stories, <laughs> Hamlet stories. Oh, it's just boring because as soon as as soon as I sit down in theater and his name is. Amleth, it's like Hamlet with an H on the end. And oh, I, it's, yeah. I, I know that it's like somewhat based on a 
true story or something, something or rather like that. But mm. so I'm immediately bored because I'm like, okay, we got the uncle, we got the dead dad, we got exile, the comeback, the big yeah. fight. Like I, I just as soon as I realized like, it was a Hamlet movie, I'm like, fuck. Now I have two hours to just like sit and watch yeah. this thing play out as I know it will. <laughs> Yeah, I I hear that. I I mean, I definitely agree it was pretty boring. And I guess yeah, sort of the the family drama. Um, but it but it is the same story over and over and over again. Um and the the ultimate goal was seems at least for this for the Northmen seemed to um make like little uh uh what are they is it Norwegian? Where are they from? Norway. The Northmen? Uh, I don't remember where that movie was set. Scandinavia somewhere. Scandinavian babies. Um, You know, yeah, it's like any movie where the main main character uh, has to fall in love with a woman and then impregnate her, and so she can carry on the lineage. I mean, I guess that's also very uh, Hamlet or Shakespearean. Um, I don't know. I don't remember anyone getting pregnant in The Northman. So <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> we might have watched a different movie. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, Anya Taylor-Joy, she, uh... Oh, dude, she's gotta stop being in movies. I mean, I, I know, like, <laughs> you in... gotta strike while the iron is hot, especially as an actor, but it's too much with her. And talking Robert Eggers again, like, she's great in The Witch, but... She's just in too many movies now. And her face is starting to look weird. Her eyes are... She does not... I. She's one of those people that I think maybe an alien. Yeah. Her eyes just are... Just like, like a, a weird alien face. Kind of like Oliver Reed in this movie. Weird alien face that unsettles me a little bit. Oh, that was a good good bring, bring back. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, yeah, should we watch this thing? See what happens? Uh, yes, but before we do... Um, I mean, what did you, what are some of your thoughts before revisiting? I mean, what was your first impression on the, when you first find out that she's giving birth to the, the baby monsters? Who is? (laughs) So wait a minute, Sean. (laughs) Have you actually seen this movie? Did you pay attention your first watch through the, 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 the wife? No, I'm telling you, I remember I have like three images flash in my head of this movie and then just an overall feeling of badness and okay. that's combined with so, my rating of a two out of five so you don't so remember like, i don't really i really don't remember a ton about this wow okay this will be interesting okay cool yeah there's... i was if it was during quarantine when we did this watch along which it was that yeah. means i was stoned and most likely buzzed on beer also Okay. And so, uh, yeah, no, the memory and like half paying attention to the movie, half making bad jokes with Discord chat. Oh yeah. Like, so yeah, that'll that'll be very distracting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm so I'm curious. This will be this interesting. Kind of feels like this is my first watch of this movie in some ways. Oh good. Okay, that's that's kind of exciting. All right. I think I feel like your 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 mind will be changed. I feel like you'll end up. No. I'm going to predict no. that you'll end See, up I, absolutely I, I like loving this show. What, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be more stubborn than you. Hmm. Okay. Except okay. last week was not a good example. I feel like 
28 Days Later yeah. is not a great starter movie because <laughs> <laughs> we both it's, we both like the same things about it and dislike the same things about it. And we basically like broke the format of our show on the very first episode yeah, by agreeing yeah. with each other. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking like, oh, fuck, there goes the whole like debate format. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's the goal is to change to change hearts and minds. So I, I think we it was a very successful uh, successful first round first round but yeah it is it, 28 days later you you were saying that you realize that it's a, a pretty hard movie to defend after rewatching it that's I, re- I really thought i loved it and i saw the, the point of the show is not to take movies you love and lose <laughs> lose and your love for them. them but that's what happened last week it's supposed to yeah. be the opposite i was supposed to bring you up with me and instead yeah you dragged me down into the depths with you Oh, that's so sad. I hope it doesn't happen this time, and I end up hating this one too. All right, let's let's oh, dive no. in. <laughs> I'll s- I'm gonna I'm gonna feel just- terrible if I take movies that you love and get you to not like them. That's gonna make me same. feel accomplished, but bad. Yeah, yeah, same, same. All right, well, I'll we'll see you. Uh, I'll see you on the other side. All right, see you on the flip side. Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed and, and Samantha, Samantha Egger. The Brood. Cool font. Yeah. Seems like something for the a mail carrier to place packages in, maybe? But, I mean, yeah. It's so creepy. I love this random cabinet in the wall. I don't like seeing milk and orange juice mix. I better go see what the damage is. That's pretty creepy, right? No! <laughs> really? I was up on top of the cabinets? It's so. Ooh, it's giving, gives me the creeps. The heebie jeebies. left behind. You know what I'm saying? Where Aesthetically. Are you, pay- no, are you, are you still there, Sean? You know, I'm, I'm noting. I'm taking notes. Okay. Did you see the creepy little handprints? I saw the, the little, little handprints. Hand yes. Martin, listen to me. I don't think that's a very smart thing to do. Well, I'm doing it, Frank. With or without you. With or without okay. you. Only about 15 minutes. With, with or without you. I can live without you. I'm waiting on you, Frank. Right? Ah! No! Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that this is going to babysit. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take 45 minutes. He's drunk. 
drive his car off a bridge or something. Yep. Yay! <laughs> Yay! We did it! We did it! And we're back on the other side from the brood. And uh, yeah, Sean, what are your your thoughts? Brooding it. <laughs> uh, brood, brood on. You know... I I like I like more about this than I thought, but I still have issues with it. And I feel like Cronenberg in this one introduces some cool ideas, but he kind of like glances past them and then like the end result is not really what I'm after. But there's like hmm. the foundation of a really cool movie here that I would be really into, which is the idea of like emotions creating physical a physical response to emotions yeah and that stuff and i think that's really a cool idea but i it's not really not enough of that is in this movie for me it may it makes sense that of all the emotions anger is the one that could be manifested physically i don't know there's something so i can about relate that. i was <laughs> one time I was in L.A. with my dad, and he did something to piss me off so bad that we were driving back to San Diego, and he was driving, and we were in traffic, and I wasn't talking to him, and I don't think I had earbuds, and so I was just staring out the passenger window, fuming, so pissed off and so angry, and I didn't want to explode in the car. I just wanted to, like, get home and mm -hmm. just, like, get out, and I... And my entire body broke out in hives. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Never yeah. never had it before then mm. or after then. But I, that was the most like intensely physical manifestation of emotion I yeah. had. So watching this movie, especially the intro scene with uh, poor, poor sad Michael. Yeah. I, I could relate a bit. Such an intense therapy session there. Um... Yeah, I know, like, stress can really cause physical, physical ailments. But, um, yeah, the... And then, so this, like, that starting scene I told you, but it, it reminded me of um, Body Double. That awkwardness of, like, it, I thought it might be an acting seminar they were mm -hmm, at at first. Mm -hmm. The way these guys were sitting across from each other. And similarly in Body Double, when, like, the instructor traumatizes somebody yeah as a performance in front of a crowd um yeah it's in it's in uncomfortable that it's in barry too that i have you been watching yeah, barry yeah, yeah that idea of you know unlocking some of past trauma to help your 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 uh your acting and uh definitely happens in in therapy as someone who is in therapy. I mean, not to that in intensity. And my therapy doesn't. My therapist doesn't kiss me on the lips, <laughs> like all, all over. <laughs> I have my sentence written down. All over. Read therapy kisses. <laughs> love, love that. Um, Oliver that Reed is a, a maniac. Second, He's that a... was the second most inappropriate thing I've seen a therapist recently do on screen. Yeah. <laughs> the first of which being Ted Lasso. Oh fuck! I'm gonna spoil. 
Oh, I haven't seen Ted Lasso. And I haven't seen it, but I'm It's okay. a minor it's, thing, but okay. I'm going to spoil a little thing in the final season of Ted Lasso. He and his wife go to marriage counseling, and then she ends up dating the marriage counselor. <laughs> that's, and that's like, like the like ultimate fear. <laughs> insane. Insane. They had anyway, probably, probably got, got more than therapy <laughs> um, kisses, got some therapy... Uh, uh, <laughs> bumping bumping uglies is <laughs> it's terrible therapy uh Wait, yeah was oliver reed screwing no. Uh, no no i think i think he actually was trying to help help people but then realized that he he went he went too far so my other question is did she have the psychoplasmics in her all along or was it his therapy style which then caused her to then start brooding it? I think it, I think everyone has the possibility of hack, having the psychoplasmics inside of them, and he just he, he is, helps manifest manifest it. So it's like a, a generational trauma bring, brings it out. He, he coaxes it out of people and then makes them grow weird flesh boils. I don't know. What do you think? I'm happy to hear you say that we all have it within ourselves because it reminds me of like when I was a kid and really into X-Men. I was just like so disappointed that I wasn't a mutant. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a real longing. I, I just wanted like some kind of superpower or something, you know? Who, who did you, who, if you could... Who did you want to be? Did you or what? What power would okay, you have gotten? Okay, this is this is my one of the great shames of my life. Is that when I was a kid, Gambit was my favorite X Man. Oh, Gambit's and great. Now, <laughs> the 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 creepy lecherous French dude was the guy that I was like, yeah, look at him throw those cards. And it's like looking back now, it's like that tool. That, I mean, that, the, that's the lamest X Man, and he's like. A, creepy as fuck i was gonna say yeah people really hate on gambit but i i thought i loved gambit he was so hot and and also he was he was in a relationship with rogue who was my favorite who i mean she was the best i think x-man and but i don't think he, i mean gambit's powers as far as are i remember really she was always trying to spurn his advances they no they definitely like were dating at one point maybe in the comics i don't i don't know i only mm. really watched the 90s TV show, but I'm pretty That's sure that's all they, I watched too. I never read them. They had some sort of some sort of thing, but I mean, he definitely his powers, I guess, are pretty lame. But I don't know. I think one time he in the cartoon he kisses her, and like think, it zaps his might, energy. Yeah, like loses all of his power or some shit. Yeah, you know that's that's what happens with women. You fall for them, and suddenly you become powerless, and then they start uh -huh. birthing. <laughs> sacks of I'd... baby with their own sacks on their backs. What? Cronenberg's <laughs> a lunatic, man. I strongly, strongly disagree, but, um, but yeah, what did you think? Uh, did So did you remember that scene after the, the ending with the reveal, the cool reveal of her I did, outside I, womb? I do not know how I could have <laughs> forgotten the ending of, of this movie. <laughs> I didn't remember that at all. So when she lifted her robe at the end, <laughs> I, was, I was pretty shocked. And then, 
when she starts biting into the sack to open it up, that's when I'm just like, I just kind of smiled to myself and it was just like, oh, David, you've done it again. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like, (laughs) it's just so fucking ridiculous. (laughs) It it makes me laugh. I think that's, yeah, that's what's so endearing about it is that he really, he just goes, he goes there. He goes so over the top that like, in another director's hands, I could see myself being offended by it or something, or feeling like this this really sexist. Uh, maybe feel it, you know, feeling like it's um, you know really problematic. But because it's just so over the top, and like you just see him really working out <laughs> this stuff with his divorce, and I'm glad like, you told me about his divorce before we watched it mm, because. Mm. It's absolutely written from a sad man's perspective. Yes, yes. (laughs) It's just like these fucking women. (laughs) And it's just like it's so sort of laid out on the table his 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 feelings about about it that uh, I don't know. But I but I but then there's like little moments where Oliver Reed says to him before he goes in, like uh, he says be nice to her and i'm like yeah seriously like can can, like just be nice to her and like and all these like traumas and like just people be like treating her like shit like her mom and her dad and i'm assuming maybe i don't know maybe the husband's the only good guy but like the therapist and it's just like this sort of like sad little like a suggestion like can, when you go into the 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 den of the the mother's like den of you know uh recreating her anger sacks just be nice to her i don't know I, <laughs> that really like hit home for me <laughs> like yeah just be nice to her <laughs> um, yeah, i feel like when when visiting someone in a mental health facility being nice to them should kind of go without saying yeah but he's he just was so and i and i could see that yeah that you know that that's part of cronenberg's you know anger at his wife or something and like there's no reason to be nice to her anymore she's trying to take my children away but uh i don't know i i saw it as like a from as as like a call for i don't know some sort of normalcy or, or not normalcy but like I don't know what the word is. Um, dead air. Dead air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, there's gonna be a lot of that. Um, I, I wish I had. Yeah, I, I need the words to describe why to why it's not. I mean, it's definitely like problematic, but it. But it's. Let me let me think let me think on it. We'll come back to that. Sure. Um, <laughs> so I I I think Oliver Stone's performance is better in this than I remember. Oliver, He's a very <laughs> striking man. Oliver Reed, um, Sean. Oliver Reed. Oliver Stone. That would be a different movie. <laughs> yes. It would be set in Vietnam. <laughs> and, Oliver, and then there'd be a conspiracy about JFK oh, yes, yes. jammed in there somewhere. <laughs> Oliver Reed. Um I told you, <laughs> Oliver Reed has, like, a giant head. And just yeah, in general, yeah. is, like, a very thick man. Yeah, he's a and thick, then, um, thick boy. And then my other, Art Hindle, who plays Frank, he has the most striking resemblance to Peter Dinklage. He's mm, just, like, mm. he's big Peter Dinklage. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the more I watch this movie, it's all I can think about, yeah. really. Yeah, he does. He looks a lot like him. Um, uh, I think 
the the two uh their performances are both good and um I think Samantha Egger as the uh the, the wife, wife character. Yeah. What's her name? Nola? Nola, yeah, Nola. Yeah. She's um, she's amazing. Especially she's so like at the end. I think she really sells the hell out of it. Another uh thing on Wikipedia is she came up with the idea of licking the baby. Um, because it's something that cats and dogs and you know animals. That's do. what I was gonna say. I was I was sitting here. I was like, "This is weird as fuck." And I was like, "Well, cats do it." Yeah, <laughs> it's sort Maybe of. Maybe this is just yeah. a weird human hangup. I guess. Okay, that so that that actually yeah helps me to sort of what I was saying earlier, um, like how he's so horrified by her. When, you know, with the reveal and the biting of the sack and the licking. But then, and it's sort of the same thing that happens, like, the people being, including myself, I mean, I have a fear of it, but, like, the people being horrified of just birth, like, just regular human birth, <laughs> um, and it being the sort of body horror, and, like, taking that to sort of a heightened level, um, and this, you know, fear of, of, of uh, you know women's reproductive organs <laughs> i think uh i don't know there's something there there's something there that i find really fascinating um and less problematic and more just interesting you know uh but yeah i don't know so so that that helped me kind of get my ideas together but yeah so what did you think of the the little the the demon or an anger babies anger babies i i think the look of the broodlings themselves is a big detractor for me mm. they're it's it like not scary uh, or they look too cute or what what it <laughs> or they're <laughs> it it just it looks like they got children and then went to a halloween store and bought old man masks mm. and just like put children in old man masks <laughs> and then hoodies and like i mean they're see that's so scary when to they're me. <laughs> wearing when they're wearing like the full-on puffball jumpers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it is pretty cute and like that shot of the three of them with the little girl yeah walking down the the snowy road and that great color, it, color it, it's palette. Like hilarious because it, it's it's kind of adorable even if two of them are little demon spawn <laughs> but it's yeah. um that is the problem, and again, the I I guess they're shown to have power because at one point that broodling throws a, a glass paperweight like a ninety-five mile per hour fastball, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like zooms through the wall. That one got you really but, good. You really <laughs> were cr cracking up at that. <laughs> but, but there's two there's two mallet kills in this movie. And they both look so stupid. Oh, I think... <laughs> it's like, there's no... It's like watching a child hit an adult with a toy mallet. And literally, in the True, second attack, yeah. that's literally what they're using is toy mallets. And I'm like, I know what those balsa wood mallets can do. And that's exactly... So think about how strong those things are and like how much ang <laughs> anger, anger they hold. And then the aftermath, like she's so bloodied, and there's a pool of blood Listen, pouring. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you thirty minutes to attack me with a balsa wood mallet, <laughs> and I won't have a single bruise on my body. 
But I'm not a strong hate, hateful hate baby. So I don't know <laughs> anger, why I'm anger baby. telling my fetishes on the air right now. <laughs> hey <laughs> Bada bing, bada boom. Um, I like, who says it? I think maybe grandma says it. I don't remember which character says, um, 30 seconds after you're born, you have a past and sick and 60 seconds after you start to lie to yourself about it. Mm. What did you think of that, about that? It's a good quote. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that's definitely like very true of us yeah. as humans of like f- getting focused on the past mm-hmm. and warping memories that we have to create insecurities and all sorts of things and like yeah taking us out of the the present and so i yeah i absolutely especially like the lying to yourself about it part mm-hmm. i think that's what really rings true mm-hmm. yeah just the the whole take on you know and i, I know i keep saying the ter- term but ge- generational trauma and and that being part of it is the memory of things that are happening to you and her sort of being upset at, at you know that her her daughter you know will immediately start remembering the things that she's doing to her daughter and then she's remembering the things that her mother did to her and just this this uh i just love how he Cronenberg in this movie just illust like illustrates it really well um so to the point where it's like an illustration where it's sort of like a uh um um overly uh, like ultra realistic or 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 what is it uber uber realism <laughs> or um there's i don't know there's a term for it there's going to be some more dead air coming up um hyper hyper real hyper realism maybe is that it is it hyper realism i don't know like uh instead of yeah instead of a realistic modern instead of <laughs> I just stick postmodern on it you yeah, know, yeah postmodern postmodern that's the word uh but yeah instead of it being you know a very realistic painting it's more like an uh like an illustration or something sort of like um impressionist no i don't want to say dumbed down but in a way it's like a little dumbed down which is something i appreciated about it it's sort of like we're going to take this idea and make it so over the top that you're definitely going to get it <laughs> and um and yeah i don't know i mean it's cool because it's if if you're going to make a movie about generational trauma that sounds like a really heavy drama yeah with like actors doing overwrought performances and stuff and so yeah. but for cronenberg to do that and then be like, no, it's going to be about growing warts on your body when <laughs> exactly. you get stressed out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I'm gonna, yeah. And I'm going to find a way to have a physical representation of like grief on screen. Yeah. As like opposed he's, to just people showing and talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like he's literally illustrating it for you. It's like, here's the this anger, the sack anger baby. <laughs> And she's licking, and she's licking the blood off of it. Like, are you getting it? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah. It's so it's literal. Killed, it's literal. When the grandma gets killed, the thing it breaks through. Neither of us know what the cabinet in her wall is. I think I it figured it orange, out though. Was it was it like for a milkman to deliver? 
That yeah, because it seemed like it was attached to the outside. And, yeah, and it had like. But there's yeah. orange juice and milk, and one of the grossest things in this movie <laughs> is when the orange juice and the milk spill on the ground together, and you see it like mixing up. I didn't like that. I don't know why. <laughs> that... I just did not appreciate that. <laughs> Would you say that was the the grossest t- scene to you, other than not the brutal? mallet murder with blood it's, but no, the, but the, the mixing it was the, it was the baby licking the baby oh, licking, the baby licking. I, I, oh, okay. I think my mouth was open when she started licking that thing it was like, <laughs> fucking hell, man. so not as bad so the milk and orange juice isn't quite as bad as the baby licking would you drink a glass of milk and orange juice mixed together in your face right now if i would i would have to drink it all in one go instantly because I feel like the acidity in the orange juice is going to start curdling that milk real Ooh, quick. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about the curdling. Mm. I don't know, but next time I go to Philadelphia, guess what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make a new a new drink. Call it the the brood. <laughs> um, uh, we both liked the guy who looks like a David Cross character from Mr. Show. The guy who has yeah the comb um, over neck neck testicles yes the comb over he I liked his his vibe my god that comb over <laughs> that that might have been the most shocking thing in this movie <laughs> the very wet greased comb over yeah and meeting this man and he's just rolling around <laughs> on the floor as his form of exercise I was like okay I can if that's the workout program I I can get into that yeah same here. Same That's here. my kind of exercise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it's it would work. It's doing something. It's keeping his heart heart moving. So that's like it's such a Cronenberg thing to just be like to just really quick just be like, "Oh yeah, this lymphatic system. There's no heart, but you got to <laughs> you got to keep moving to get all the lymphatic juices flowing and stuff." <laughs> I will say there there was a a point sort of near the the middle end where I was getting a little just sort of distracted and not paying paying as much attention. Uh, but then it brought me back pretty quickly with that it that it, scene it in the takes, kindergarten. There's some time in between some of the the kills. Yeah. Here yeah. or there where it it feels a little too stretched out. Yeah. Did you uh, but what what about drunk, that drunk poor drunk uh grandpa Oh, that yeah. guy's on a bender and a half. Yeah. He... <laughs> Just swerving that car all over Canada, driving his <laughs> ass around. The man had a a flask that must have been like a pint. A pint of whiskey in that flask. It was a big it was a big flask. I mean he was he was grieving. But what's the point of that? Because <laughs> like I feel like flasks are meant to be pocketable. There's no way, unless that man was wearing cargo shorts in the early 1980s. I don't think cargo shorts exist. I was gonna say maybe maybe pockets were larger in the 80s and jackets. Everything was larger in the 80s. Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> I feel like all pockets should be larger, though. Totally agree. And there should be more pockets. You know what I love? I have a Kindle now, and I can fit it in the pocket of my jeans. Nice. Yeah. Big pockets. Very convenient. Walk into a bar with, because then I have my phone in front of the Kindle in that same pocket. So walk into a bar and say, hey, ladies, and I have two big squares <laughs> poking out my leg. Check out his butt. It's very square. Wait, oh, how, no, I how don't, big I don't is... use my butt. 
I don't use my back pockets for anything. Oh, you don't? Oh, that's where I put all my things. What? Yeah, my wallet. Um, well, I guess change goes in the front pocket. But that's where you sit. Yeah. You Ex- sit on extra, your wallet? Extra cushioning. <laughs> where does your phone go? Phone goes in back pocket. And when I sit, it just kind of scoots up. And sometimes I'll just take it out and put it on the table wherever I am. But yeah, back pocket's all the way. Can't stand having... I wouldn't... Yeah, having a phone in my front pocket would really bother me, I think. Wait, how big is the Kindle that you have? It's pretty large. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, okay. it's kind of ridiculous it can fit in my pocket. Hmm. Oh, well, yeah. Eight inches? And you Wait, you put that in your front pocket? How do you bend over <laughs> or sit or do anything? It's easy. It's not like... My, my jean pocket is not at my knee. But what about your hips? My hips don't lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Cronenberg definitely, like, there's so much stuff in this movie and Videodrome and I'm sure The Fly. I haven't seen The Fly in ages, but like he's hitting a lot of those like Cronenberg ideas that he goes over again and again in his movies and... um. I would recommend to you to see Crimes of the Future. If yes. you like this movie, you'd probably dig what he's presenting in that one. That one, I too, I feel like it's there's some ideas there and some cool stuff, but everything ends up a little shallow in execution. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm excited about it. Um, oh, I, I had fun with this one. So... Would you- Oliver Reed is Dr. Raglan. And uh, so when the grandpa drives in. Good what heavens. That? What was that? I didn't hear it on a, my a end. wolf in my house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I can't hear it. Oh, she's there, there do, he is. She, yeah, she's there she trying is really here. hard to stop me from doing this joke, this bit, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> okay. She's like, so- don't do it, Sean. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> she knows it's bad. <laughs> So he's Dr. Raglan, so when the grandpa drives in, he's driving on Raglan Road on an autumn day. This is going right over my head. She shut it down. Okay, what is happening? Hold on. That went uh, while he's taking care of puppy. You know that... That gif of the joke, the joke flying over the head. That's what's happening to me. The joke went right over my head because I don't know. Boy and his dog. I don't know what song that is, Sean. What song is that? It's an Irish song called On Raglan Road. And it's very lovely. And it's sung, it's an old Irish poem. And then it's at the end of In Bruges. Oh, I I still need to see that. I love the new one. Banshees? Banshees of Inna Sheeran, yeah. Have you seen Seven Psychopaths? No. Watch that one. Have you seen Three Billboards? No. Watch that one, too. Those are all the same. Okay. Okay, cool. With the same actors? Um, Much of the time, yeah. Okay. Colin Farrell pops up in a bunch. Gleason pops up in a bunch. Um, Nice. Yeah, really good. Uh, Woody Harrelson is in two of them. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I need to check it out. Check those out. Um, I wanted to see if you wanted to answer some some episode some questions that oh, yeah. are uh, some fun fun sort of game game style questions. Well, <clears throat> first one: Would you think this would be any better if it was Korean? The Korean version is the Korean version better. No, I don't think. I can't picture a Korean movie being weird enough. Like I, I feel like Cronenberg is so specifically Canadian, and something about his <laughs> movies feel very Canadian, mm. and that's kind of really important for them. I see. I see what you're saying. I would. I would say that I would love to see a Korean version of this, but I don't think it would be better. Oh, wh- would you date any of these characters? <laughs> I would... <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that I think I would date Oliver Reed, because he's Oliver Reed and he's a freaking maniac. I'd date... You know what? The teacher seemed cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, teacher was a, a fox. She was a fox. Mm-hmm. Although, I do think teacher had some ideas about moving in. Moving in on uh, Frank while his wife was gone. Yeah, you don't just possibly. come to someone's house and have a steak dinner and mm. brandy with them, you know. Unless they're friends. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. When's the last time you had a steak dinner with a <laughs> male friend like that? I don't know if I've ever had a steak dinner. <laughs> what? <laughs> like at, cooked at my house and served to someone. <laughs> that has never happened. I'm not a cook. Really? I don't, uh, yeah, not a cook. And I don't what like do I don't like cooking. I mean, I cook, but I, oh, it sucks. I hate it. Um, Stephen cooks a lot, and hmm. I mean, I we cook. I eat a lot of Trader Joe's, and we recently started doing HelloFresh, and um, which is helping me. Look. But even if I know how to do stuff, like I know how to make a really good macaroni and cheese, Southern style, but I, I'm not like. Ooh, I can't wait to do that. I just sort of do it because it's the holidays and I know how to do it. But I'm not like, I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy cooking. I wish I did. I really do. But what do you yeah. eat? <laughs> I, I cook well, a you're, lot. You cook I, a lot. I do yeah. enjoy it, but I, I don't like, cooking for myself is a little annoying sometimes. But if if I can cook for for other people, then I'm I'm usually into it. Have you and, ever, um, have you ever had, invited anyone over for, well, not say not steak, but any other kind of. Uh, have you ever had a equivalent of a steak dinner? Yeah, I had friends over and served them some salmon and asparagus a few months ago. I used to host more, and then COVID happened, and I stopped inviting like people over. And I I kind of didn't realize that for a long time that hmm. I I just I stopped hosting. I used to try to get game nights going over here and stuff like that. And um, so if I'm going to go out with my friends, it's usually going out somewhere. And do you think, do you think yeah, you'll... I need to start cooking and getting people over here again. I miss it. Oh, yeah. I like hosting. Yeah. Especially when other people do the dishes. Yes. Yes. Do you ever, do uh, you ever hint that... Do, do people offer automatically or do you have to hint to them? My friends are pretty good about being um, help it helping clean up. Yeah, being proactive about stuff like that. That's good. 
is this movie better underground in the sky or underwater? <laughs> hmm. It would be it would be fun to see this movie in space. <laughs> Cuz it's all little, they're they're kind of like aliens. They are. Yeah. Little yeah. they're also kind of wearing spaceman suits already. Yeah. With that great color scheme. What about what about you? Um trying to picture this movie on a submarine and I don't think it's working. <laughs> <laughs> be some interesting reason that they would be on a, a submarine. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> World War Two. Do you II. think this? Do you think this would work with a different director? Wait, did they have submarines during World War Two? Yes. Okay. Good. You both. <laughs> okay. Thank Germany, God. Germany did. <laughs> it was very important to their military. Um, we're actually Josh and I are doing a podcast on Das Boot. Soon. Oh, nice. That's another one I should see. Das Boot. Mm. Um, could you see any other director making this movie? Oh, yeah, definitely De Palma would make an interesting version. I mean, also kind of at the same time, I don't, you know, it would be, it's so Cronenberg, as you say, it's so very much Cronenberg. What about you? You know, for some reason I was thinking of Body Double. Yeah. Kind of throughout this movie, and maybe it's just because of that opening scene immediately made me think of Body Double, but then going through it, I don't know, this this lead actor has a bit of a, a Craig Wasson-esque vibe about mm-hmm. him as like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's your leading man, but there's nothing, nothing really special going on. And yeah, like, the yeah, performance it's a little dull. Right, but it's like... Yeah. It's kind of whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a a director that just would be so Oh, like um who's the guy that directs all the Transformer movies? Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Like what if <laughs> what if Michael Bay directed The Brood and he had he had to keep the general storyline? I think that would be pretty hilarious. If Michael Bay directs The Brood, then <laughs> at that final scene at that farm, Frank is Going in with like a hundred pounds of C4 <laughs> yes. and setting like a timer, and he and his daughter are gonna be like sprinting out in slow motion and diving <laughs> into the snow and burying themselves in snow to protect themselves from the inevitable fireball mm-hmm. that has a blast radius of a mile and a half. There would be lots of like helicopter shots and s- uh, lots of fast edits and cuts. Yeah, there were lots of, there were very long, long takes in this, or long uh, scenes, which I appreciated. But man, that, uh, oh wait, there was, a, there was another question I wanted to, to ask you about um, casting substitutions, if you'd want to substitute, who, like if you were to substitute that main actor, the main guy, he's, he definitely is a little dull, who would you, who would you replace okay. him with? Not, I'm not sure yet on who I want to put in that role. So why don't you cast that one? I'll I'll recast Oliver Reed. Okay. I want um, Peter Mullen in that role. Peter Mullen is the Scottish guy from Session Nine. He was in Braveheart. Oh, that's deep. He was deep in cut. Westworld, and he's been in a ton of stuff. You might recognize him. 
Yeah, I love session nine. But I think Peter Mullen with that like gravelly Scottish voice and intensity. And I think he has similarly like intense blue eyes as Oliver Reed. Um, mm. That would be badass. I want to see Peter Mullen in everything, honestly. So that's that's why I put him in this. Okay. <laughs> Could be cool. What about, what um, about yeah? So Samantha who would you cast Egger? for our our leading guy? Uh, Christopher Walken would be fun. Um, sort of picturing him like he is from um, Dead Dead Zone. Dead Zone. Yeah, I feel like is there's definitely you know that feeling uh, that um, vibe, if you will, um, aesthetic. All those movies kind of have in common. Like it just seems like he would fit. In that movie, I saw watched Communion again recently, and I know that's a movie we're gonna do. But that he, movie is so bad. But there's there's lots of like you know there's scenes of in a cabin, uh, and Virginia. That blood. movie is so bad. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll discuss that. We'll discuss that. <laughs> I, I I disagree um, to some degree. I disagree to some degree. Um, um, <laughs> but I under, right. I understand, and we'll we'll get there. My recasting for Nola. Tilda Swinton would go all the way. Oh, totally. The baby licking and the prosthetics and all that shit. Like you know she'd yeah. be game for it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Put 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 like a long blonde wig on her too. I think that would be pretty fun. Or like a redhead, red red hair, like a big wig. Um And I like I like Tilda Swinton and wigs. I don't know. Something about Um Oh, I forgot to mention uh, Oliver Reed's just overall costume in this movie. It's one of the most pretentious things <laughs> I've ever seen. When he has that big brown jacket with the super furry lapel. Yeah. Combined looks... with the white turtleneck. He just looks like an asshole with leather gloves on. And uh, uh, I feel when only... I was a kid, my yeah. mom used to make me wear turtlenecks a lot. I don't know why. I grew up in San Diego. It wasn't that cold, but a lot of turtlenecks. And at some point... One must have shrunk or something, and I like went to like take it off, and it it's like I couldn't get it over my <gasps> chin, and I, oh, I started no. to like freak out, and I like, it was like <laughs> stuck in this shirt. That's so claustrophobic. So, so I got <laughs> so I got a pair of scissors and I cut myself loose. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's really funny. Oh. Picturing like a very scared, scared little Sean, like that's that's so terrible. Actually, it's a very scary feeling to be stuck in in clothing. It's very claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic, so that's a very. I don't know. <laughs> or did you become claustrophobic after that? A little, I would say, like claustrophobia. I don't really have many phobias, but claustro would be on would like be one, one of, of the top on that list of things mm -hmm. that I'm. Mm -hmm. Like afraid of, yeah, yeah, probably because of that turtleneck. <laughs> probably. See, gener generational like... trauma. Your mother <laughs> stuck you in that tight turtleneck. <laughs> You're gonna manifest a turtleneck uh, skin. It'd be funny if, because <laughs> of that incident, like 20 years later, I made that Ryan Reynolds movie buried. And it's like oh, it all yeah. stemmed from there. Have you seen yeah. that movie? I I have not, and I don't think I will. Oh, let's do. Does he get out? Does he get out okay? I, <laughs> you I can can't. spoil it. You can spoil it for me. No, I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, probably not going to watch it. It's too scary. Too scary. <laughs> it's, it's a hell of a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. How does it get down there? Is it? 
I'm also I'm very scared to watch the van the vanishing. Uh, no spoilers, but that's coming up for there's a watch there's along. a spot and did you ever see Breakdown? Yeah, yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah, I I really like Breakdown. It's there's, fun. There's a thing that freaked me on that one where I I think I remember that the kidnappers keep his wife in a like an ice box. Yeah, some something like that. Or I remember. Yeah, yeah. that freaked me out. Yeah. But what were we talking about before that? Oh, um, oh, tur- turtleneck. Uh, oh, my... well, I was gonna say Oliver Reed definitely pulls it off though that outfit. <laughs> the, the another really <laughs> uncomfortable part is when uh, poor sad Mike is like, "My real daddy rejected me, and my surrogate daddy rejected me. <laughs> yeah. Please be my daddy, <laughs> please." It's just like, "Oh, can you stop saying the word daddy, please?" Yeah. You're, <laughs> like, yeah. It's pretty... if, he, if he said the word father there, yeah, yeah. it would have <laughs> had completely different like context and meaning. But he keeps saying daddy, and it's just making He's... me uncomfortable. <laughs> He's a little boy. Or are you thinking of it uh, the other way? Like, like call, call me daddy. No. Or, well, okay, okay. <laughs> Daddy's weighted word in many ways. It's so, it's so yeah. Especially now in 2023. Um, but yeah. Yeah, he's a little boy. Uh, so, he's... my last question for you here is, how many kids do you think Oliver Reed could beat up? <laughs> like, let's say there's, like, there's wait an a arena. Minute. Real kids? And it's Oliver Reed in the middle of the arena, and you're, you're able to send out children that are broodling size. Are they anger babies? Are they part of the broodling? No, they're just children. They're just regular kids. Okay. And you can send them out in waves of three. Oh, how many, he... chil- how many children do you think Oliver Reed goes through? Well, all, this is all hand to hand. Okay, okay. Uh, I would say, is he allowed to drink beforehand? He's notoriously, uh, like, kind of uh, has a drinking problem, like in his real life. You want you want it gets, to be angry, gets... angry drunk, angry Oliver Reed. drunk it can Oliver be, Reed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Didn't he fight a bunch of sailors or something? Probably. Yeah. He gets. He's had a lot of. There's a lot of weird, wild stories around him. Um, he was notoriously, I guess, difficult to work with too. Uh, but okay. Um, yeah. Especially in ang- Gladiator, he was so difficult he died. Oh no. <laughs> Made it really hard to finish that movie. <laughs> oh my god. Bada bing. Hey oh. Okay. <laughs> How many children? Okay. Um. I think he would get through, let's see, the three at a time, three, six, nine, twelve, twenty-four, fifty, fi- wait, twelve, thirty-four, fifteen, yeah, twenty-seven, <laughs> I'm being very mad, twenty-seven. No, that's pretty good. I was thinking Oliver Reed could burn through about four dozen kids before... <laughs> He's, he starts to get winded and mm-hmm. uh, goes down. Yeah. I would pay, yeah. I'd pay to watch it, though. I don't know if I would. I mean, I don't want real children to be hurt. But if it wasn't a movie, I would pay for it. Yeah, but, we yeah, don't, yeah, we don't want real children to be hurt. We just want children on screen because it's very effective. Okay. I'm gonna make, <laughs> right, Sean? I'm going to learn how to make video games. 
and then make a video game that's just a simulation of Oliver Reed <laughs> I would drunkenly play that game. fighting children. Yeah. And then we can finally figure out once and for all the answer to this question. You can um, get an AI to figure out the yeah the probability or the um, figure out the mathematical equation. That sounds so good. This I think movie I think, still yes. in your top twenty horror movies. Yes. Yes. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna look up my. Let's let's review our um, ratings. Definitely still in my top twenty. Um. Or did I say top ten? I forget. Oh yeah, I gave it. I gave it five stars and a heart. So yeah, I really. I really. Uh. That I'm gonna keep. Oh my gosh, Sean, you gave it only two stars. Yeah. So what? What about you? What about you? Has your mind? Have you come around a little? Come around a little. Okay. Good. Good. Not. It's not like Tom Petty. Wait! Don't come around here no more. <laughs> don't come around, around here no more. Uh, I would give this one a three out of five now. Okay. Which is, hey, it's on the other side of the mediocrity line. Yeah. The, the Mendoza line. Three is like a good, a good solid. Will you also give it a heart or just, just a three? <laughs> I don't do hearts. At all? I'm ice cold. All math. What if, what if you love a movie so much that it's five stars, but you just need that extra oomph? If that were to have happened, it would have happened after seeing... Everything, everywhere, all at once. And it did Okay. Okay. So no hearts. Cold. Did you see that movie? No, I still haven't seen it. God damn. Virginia. Yeah. Oh, maybe that could be, maybe I'll Ooh, see I it. Hope you, I hope you don't like it. Yeah, maybe I'll hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, this uh, is good. This is a good turnaround, I think. One more yeah. star is, is, uh, it's not nothing. I'm satisfied, I'll say. I'm, I'm happy. Why? What was your feeling about the Evil Dead remake? Um, I thought it was really fun. <clears throat> I did. I know Evil the the yes. I I thought it was really fun. Twenty thirteen. It, it had oh oh not the newest one. No remake twenty thirteen. Because it's <clears throat> on our me. list. I feel it's like it's on our list. You said you didn't like it. I liked it okay. I thought it was I thought it was too serious. What I love about the Evil Dead trilogy is that it is slapstick. There's lots of physical comedy. It's also really gory but in in like a, you know, goofy fun way. Um you can just mm. tell they're they're having fun. I uh, love the original Evil Dead series uh, trilogy. This new one there were some fun things, but overall, it's just really depressing and kind of dark and not. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't. I did not far from loving it, and definitely don't think it's better than any of the originals. And I kind of like the newest one more. Well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> Yay! Well, there was no pause after that. Well, no, there wasn't a pause. Damn. <laughs> But um, yeah, I'd be happy to do that one for our next episode. All right. Yeah. I uh, wonder, I mean, do you like it? What's your ratings or what's your sort of like tier, Resident Evil tier list? 
I think what is it on your Evil Dead 2013 might be my favorite of the series of of all of them. And I started with Army of Darkness, then watched two, then watched one. That's oh, in well, like high school or college. You went in the wrong order, but really more than more than two. The original yeah. two. That's insane, Sean. That's absolutely <laughs> insane. There's no way. There's no way. All right. Yeah, well, let's do that one next. That's okay. We're going to we'll, have to. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of this. I'll probably watch Evil Dead 2 as well, just for a comparison point beforehand. But we'll get to the bottom of this one next episode. Evil, Evil Dead 2013 remake. I'm not a huge fan. Sean is a huge fan. Thinks he's it's the best. Let's give me a break. All right. Well, we'll find out next week. Sean, it was really good talking, discussing. I'm glad I'm glad minds are changed and hearts, hearts and minds. Always fun hanging out with you. Have a good one. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So you tried to change my mind.